All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin. We're breaking news. Not really breaking news. We're just breaking and entering. Me and my buddy Marky Sal from Marky Sal Productions. It's been a while since you've been on the pod, Marky. What's up, man? It, it has been a little bit. It has been a little bit. Everything's going great. Yeah, I mean, since since you've been on, uh, some of the folks know this, but you got married. Congratulations. Yes, you were there. I was there, yeah. You had a role, actually. I did have a role. You and you, your lovely wife trusted me to officiate the wedding, and I appreciate that trust. And you did fantastic. And that's why, and that's why uh, I haven't been asked to officiate your brother Telos's uh, nuptials, but he did ask me to be in the wedding party, so I feel like that's you know half the battle. Well, for sure, yeah. And, and if the person who's officiating it is doing a bad job, I'll just be like, uh, I had a one-day license once. I'm experienced. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard, but I have some experience here. Yeah, I may have married this guy's brother. Let's just get out of the way and let me do it. Thank you very much. Um, dude, so I'm calling you because we just had a pivotal Game 5, Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics-Cavs. Uh, you're a big Celtics fan. You're awake. It's 11 you know, o'clock at on the East Coast. So, I mean, first of all, how are you feeling after the victory? Let's just go right to the, right to the chase. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling unbelievable. I'm feeling amazing. I, I uh, you know, I, I just, one thing that, that, I, that I will say is, even though we were up 20 in, in, the, in the fourth quarter, yep. like, I feel like we were still lucky to win this game. Yes. And the reason I say that is because, you know, there was a three or four minute stretch of, us just playing bad basketball, even in the fourth quarter. And the good thing is, when re- the reason I say that we were lucky, is they, they couldn't hit a shot in that period as well. Like, right. they had a chance to really cut into that lead. They, they At one point, they missed a three that would have, we would have only been up seven, 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 seven. Right, exactly. Which is crazy. Oh, we just lost Marky real quick. Let me call him back, guys. That was crazy. That was awesome, actually. Hold on one second. We're going to pause it. And get All right, man. Well, here's the good news. Uh, at the end of that, when you got cut off, you said the word seven, and the way it got cut off, it just went seven, 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 seven. It sounded kind of awesome. <laughs> well, perfect. It was like an emphatic point. Um, so anyway, the reason my, my, my Wi-Fi just cut out on you and the reason that uh, I actually had to watch the rest of the game on Twitter was, um, of course, of all nights, and we'll go back to the game in a minute. Of all nights to have your cable be on the fritz, and it's the whole building, because I went downstairs to the gym and it wasn't working down there either. I was getting like little pixels of like the Celtics. It was like 1985 basketball video game stuff, you know? And what a terrible way to watch a playoff basketball game that matters so much. So, of course, then my Wi-Fi just completely crashed too, and you got cut off. But the good news is, through the magic of the pause button, we paused it, but we're still letting people know that we got cut off. Um... Perfect. But let's go back to that seven point, that almost, you know, that point where the Cavs had a chance to cut it to seven. I mean, the bench, their bench away from home is horrific. Um, and LeBron James just seemed like he just didn't have the legs tonight to be able to carry the load for 46 minutes. I mean, it, I barely even saw the game in terms of crystal clear HD. Would you agree with that assessment that I got from Twitter? Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and you know, you heard the announcers talking about it as well, you know, when you couldn't see it, kind of on the sidelines and that kind of thing, he just looked like he was he was tired. Um, I, I don't know, that's, that's something new, you know, with LeBron James, I've never seen it before, um, so I, I mean, that's just another, another piece of luck in our favor there. 
Yeah, I totally agree that um, you're, you're probably, you know, certainly when they go back to Cleveland, you're not going to get a watered-down version of LeBron, nor their bench. So I guess my next question for you is, you know, again, two chances now to win one more game and go to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. Phenomenal, phenomenal position to be in, one that I don't think any of us thought we would be in. How do you feel about the Celts getting one in Cleveland, or do you think this is going to come down to a do-or-die game seven? Um, I, I feel I feel pretty. I, I would put that fifty-fifty for that for them to steal that game in okay. Cleveland. Um, I think that you know Cleveland played. You know they they looked pretty demoralized after that after that loss. So um, I put it at fifty-fifty, but but I do. I'm more confident that we that we're going to take this series. After tonight, I, I, I was, I wasn't sure, but I think no matter what, if it does come to a game seven, I think we'll win the game seven. Yeah, I mean, I like the the fact that the garden, the garden mystique. I know it's not the same building it used to be, but the 08 Celtics were pretty much undefeated at home too. They seem to have that playoff mystique going, where you know, come hell or high water, they're going to win at home. Um, and tonight was the night when the Cavs really had to try to break that chain, and they didn't do it. So huge victory. Um, let me go back to game four for a minute. I mean, the Celts didn't play great, but they actually found a way to keep it quasi interesting all the way to the end. Did you think that, did you think they figured some things out in game four that hopefully the, the professor Brad Stevens will just enact in game six, or am I just hoping too much that Brad Stevens is just, that got that many aces up his sleeve? No, I do think, I think Brad's a genius. I know he doesn't like hearing that, but I think that he is a genius. And I think that, um, you know, we, we lost that the first quarter of game four. Yep. We didn't look good at all. But I do think that, you know, going into the second and to finish the game, it looks like we did figure some things out that carried over to tonight. Um, so so I, I definitely think that there were some adjustments made and that and that, you know, I think that that rebuilding on that is what got us that this win tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Let me ask you this because I, I I came home. I had a I had a late work dinner too tonight. Tonight the, tonight the universe conspired for me not to like watch enough of the Celtics. But again, you you know you're a real fan when you're just kind of like watching it in like slow motion, like one frame every ten seconds. Um, watching it on Twitter. Watching it on Twitter. Watching it kind of on TV. It, it froze at like eighty one to seventy three, and I'm like, what the hell's happening? Or maybe it was eighty three to seventy one actually. Um, but. Uh, I did come in and see when the Celts were up like 17 or 18, and then Morris got that technical foul, double technical foul with Larry Nance Jr. I mean, is is just dealing with Morris's idiosyncrasy something that we all have to get used to this season as Celtics fans? Or how do you feel about that? He seems to like do a lot of clutch stuff and a lot of really dumb stuff. Yeah, I think Morris, he's like our Draymond Green, right? (laughs) So I think that he comes out and and he competes. Uh, you know, with with like pretty fiercely, and he, and he uses, it uses his emotion to help him, and that also gets him into trouble. I I, I love Morris. I, I think that he's a great addition to the team. Yeah. Um, but it, I do think that tonight was kind of tough with that with that technical because it it really stopped our moment our momentum right yes. there. Yes. Right. We were we were building on a lead right then, and then and then the game just stopped for you know two three minutes, and when we came back, we were kind of flat after that. So. I like the way that he he plays with that emotion. I think that you know, in order for us to to get to that next level, I think he's got to kind of control it a little bit more. But you, you know, I I like what he brings to the team, and I I like that greediness that Marcus Smart brings as well. Yeah. I think that you know they, that really 
it, they bring an identity to the Celtics that we wouldn't, you know, if it wasn't for those two players, you know, we wouldn't have that 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 uh, tough identity, I believe. Yeah, and I think that's the edge that you need when your superstars are hurt. You know, with without a proven playoff assassin scorer, number one player like Kyrie, and and you know, ha- losing him relatively late in the season, and then realizing he was never going to come back this season. If you don't have guys who are super tough and super scrappy and super competitive, uh, especially in using the, the energy of a place like the TD Garden, then you really don't have a shot at a team that doesn't have a true number one, right? So um, that part I totally agree with. And I think Smart's been on the Celtics longer, clearly. And so I've gotten more used to the fact that, you know, it's just Marcus being Marcus Smart. You know what I mean? Um, For sure. Uh, what are we thinking about the fact that... <laughs> I feel like Jalen Brown's getting blocked by Kyle Korver every second. Is that going to continue, or is that just a weird thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I think that Jalen Jalen Brown, you know, he, he, you know, the sky is the limit for him. For but sure. I do think that you know, after a couple of those blocks, he gets a little hesitant taking it to the hole. I think he needs to. You know, there was a couple times where you know he he'd have one person in front of him, and it's like. Why are you passing it? Just take it to the hole. You're going to get fouled if you don't make the shot. Yep. So I think that those those couple of blocks have had a bigger effect on him. But he's a young player, and uh, hopefully he you know kind of plays through that, learns from it. Yeah, he'll need to do that if he's you know if the Celtics are fortunate enough to advance, he's going to have to be a force, and so is Tatum in the oh. next series. I'm um, just to have a shot. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about Al Horford. I feel like this guy, another guy, probably the most talented guy remaining in terms of a seasoned veteran on the team who's also, you know, got all NBA type abilities, especially defensively. But um, he's really impressed me as, as a gamer, as a leader, as a clutch player during these, this run. Uh, I mean, anything to add on that? I mean, I think he's heart and soul of the Celts right now. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that, like, when, the, when it's a big moment, you know, you, you need the ball to go through him right now. Yep. Um, I think that he's, you know, he's the one who settles this team down. And like you said, he's, he, he made that big three tonight um, down down the line. And, I, you know, I, I think he's the one who, who you know, the young guys are going to, are, are, they're not ready for that moment right yet, I don't think. Yeah. And so I, I would continue, as Brad has been doing, to make sure, you know, he gets the ball in those really important moments. Yeah, for sure. And then I think one of the guys we've got to talk about, too, because it w- wouldn't be in this situation if it weren't for scary Terry, Terry Rozier. Um, he's been a little, little, I guess, less uh, on fire, I-, I would just say, in the last three or four games. But, you know, again, he was so hot in the first couple rounds, and, and the momentum in Boston around the scary Terry uh, motif and moniker seemed pretty huge. I mean, I'm watching it from afar. How big of a how big of a local celebrity is Terry Rozier right now? Terry Rozier is is huge. I mean, uh, my my son's a huge basketball fan, and you know he loves he lo- actually loves Golden State Warriors, but he loves the Celtics as well. Yep. And uh, that's the jersey he wants right now is the is the Gary Terry jersey. So um, he's definitely definitely you know exciting to watch. I think that when Kyrie went down, it's like. You know who's going to be the guy who you know has the you know puts people on skates and you know gets to the rim like that. And and Terry Rozier has definitely picked that up. And he's had some huge games. Yep. He's he struggled lately, but I, I think you couldn't expect him to keep 
playing on that level like he was, you know. So hopefully if, if we do get to the finals, we're going to need, you know, a couple more 20-point games out of him just to compete. And I, he's capable of it, you know. But the, but the, the downside of that is, what are we going to do, you know, next year? Yeah. And not that I want to get into that too much, but you know, it is going to be hard figuring out with all the all the talent that we have now. Who do you keep? You know, him or Marcus Smart? It's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hopefully a good problem to have. All these guys are getting such good playoff experience, such good big game experience. Uh, they're all stepping up. They're all competing. I mean, the chemistry on this team is phenomenal, uh, for sure. So you, you mentioned something that is not surprising to me, which is, you know, you've got a son who's, you know, what's he, probably 10-ish, 10 years old or so? Yeah, he's 10. He's going on 11. So you got, you got, ten, you got a 10-year-old big kid Bray. going on 11, big Bray. Shout out to Braden. And, you know, he's a Warriors fan because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Kids love the Warriors. Kids love Steph Curry, KD, the whole, the whole nine yards. If if it were to come to pass that both the Celtics and the Warriors got to the finals, and, and there's not a guarantee for either of those two things right now, uh, he, he's going on Celtics all the way, am I right? Or is he going to have a trouble with this? Yeah, I think I think he's going to – I think if we play pulling for the Celtics, I think – well, I hope as a uh, – you know, because of his dad, I think that, <laughs> like, he, he would feel the need to – Especially since the Warriors have had such recent success, right? So yeah. kind of pulling for the Celtics and that. He's assured me that he's going to be pulling for the, for the Celtics, but you know, I guess we'll just have to see. You know, yeah. I'll let you know. How about that? Of course. Now, is that like? Let's just talk about it from a fan perspective. It, you know, is Celtics Warriors the series that America wants to see? Do you feel like people want to see the part four of the Cavs Warriors? Does anybody want to see the Rockets? I mean, I actually like the Rockets' style of play. But anyway, what what are your thoughts on what America wants to see? I, I, I think that America um, definitely does not want to see the Cavs Warriors again. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's I think that's a fact, right? Definitely scientific. It's a scientific um, fact <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, but but who 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 would they want to see? I think that they want to see the Warriors versus the Celtics. Um, I think that that would be that would be a really fun fun matchup. I think that you know they say that the Celtics were kind of built to mirror the the, the Warriors. Okay. Um, so I think that I think that that would be the, the best one. I think that the the, the Rockets getting in that would be fun to see as well. I just I, I guess my biggest thing is I don't want to see that rematch. Yes, yeah, fair. Because uh, this is the thing about this. Re- if this if that is the rematch is. This is by far the worst version of the Cavs of these four years, right? Um, and it's probably been the most lackadaisical version of the Warriors the last four years, too. So essentially, we're going to probably get a run back of like the first version in 2015 when the Warriors were just the better team. Um and everybody knew it was only a matter of whether they're going to win it in like four, five, or six, you know? Um, you, you know, the, the Cavs getting the win in 2016 made last year's rubber match kind of compelling, but I agree. There's no reason for part four. There's a reason they're not quad, quadrilogies in the movies. They're called trilogies. And, and even, even for sure. And even if there was a, 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 a part four, um, it certainly wouldn't be Rocky Four. It would be <laughs> Pete Sweeper. They sweep them. You know what I mean? Like the, the Warriors would absolutely demolish the Cavs. So right, exactly. Wants. The only the only part I would say the only part four that's probably the most exciting of all time is Rocky Four. 
Oh, amazing. Drago? Mm-hmm. Dra- yeah, Ivan Drago, Rocky Balboa. And I'll tell you what. If the Celts play the Warriors, it might be a bit of a Rocky Four scenario for the Celts as Rocky Balboa. I'm just saying. And all my friends in Philadelphia are rolling their eyes right now because the Celts beat Philadelphia's own 76ers to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So there's that. Uh, Marky, I would talk basketball with you all night, but I, I actually want to invite you back for like maybe the next game. Uh, maybe we should just do some short live break-ins as long as we both have the ability to, to, to talk on the phone. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that sounds great. When the next game is Friday? Friday, yeah. I'm in. All right, perfect. So Marky and I are going to come back on Friday after a pivotal Game 5 win by the Celtics. It sets up Game 6 in Cleveland. You've got a chance for the Celtics to take a road win and take the series and go to the NBA Finals. You've got, you know, the in their in their back pocket if they need a game seven back at the garden. Uh, yeah, so Mark, you feel you feel fifty fifty on the Celts getting a chance to pull out a road victory? I fifty fifty on that, but I'm I'm gonna go ninety ten on one in the series. I love it. I love the confidence. I love it. And I think it's well founded and uh I just love that Boston's got a scrappy, a scrappy Celtics team to root for. It's it's playing with house money, but let's get greedy, keep it going. All right, dude, stay, stick around for one second. We'll catch up. Everybody else, hope you enjoyed a little freestyle break-in. Go Celts. Thanks, Marky. You're welcome.